Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 34 of the Spoiler Cast. I'm your host. 34 and a half. I'm your host, Dan Zarzicki, and I'm joined here by Tristan Atherne Hess. The salt! The salt! And Patrick Knight. (laughs) (laughs) The spoiler cast is a look at. are we just? I, I don't even know how to how to jump into this right now because normally we talk about news reviews, but we're trying a new format this time around. Now that we're on episode thirty four and a half and a half, and the this new is, format is, is a, we're just going to mini cast. Yeah, mini cast. They're going to break it up a little bit more, and we're going to jump right into spoiling the games that we've been playing or that we love. Uh, and the first one we're going to try it with uh, in celebration of the recently released as of yesterday. <laughs> No, of, no well, I'm as sorry. Of, as of today, yeah, yeah. we were at the midnight release, and we'll have that video yeah. up. But Fallout 4. We were at the midnight release, so that's why it feels like yesterday, yeah. because we're still sleep deprived. So in celebration of Fallout 4, we'll be spoiling Halo 5. Yeah. <laughs> it's garbage! <laughs> Did Halo 5 come out yet? Yes. Yeah. Have it's you been awful. playing it? How do you know you haven't been playing it? I have seen some shit, man. Um, so, apparently... This is this is the big thing for Halo Five because we have to talk about Halo and we have to talk Smash, about Smash Brothers. That's the rule. I'm just glad that not even I don't even know what the time. Not was. even not, not even two minutes into the episode, we've already derailed ourselves into, yep. Yep. So, <laughs> into other territory. And it was just one little throwaway joke. Yeah. Yep. So the way they got 60 frames per second in Halo Five is that it's only 60 frames per second in like a 20 foot radius around you. The further away from the player you get, things get, the lower the frame rate gets. So if you look at something far enough away with a sniper rifle, you can see their animations breaking down. Interesting. That's odd. Dynamic frame single rate. player. <laughs> and it's an Xbox One exclusive. Meaning it only exists on one console. A console that these stats are known for. A... St- Console owned by the parent company of 343 who is developing it for it. Are you saying that 343 is lazy? Why would you ever say that? No, that's absolutely not true. Hmm. So Stop it, Tristan. Also, they've turned it in... They've also turned it, the co- multiplayer into Call of Duty. Ah, okay. The multiplayer is now like every other modern FPS. And well, everything that made it kind of Halo-y is now gone. No, Tristan. Three four three is the masterful steward of the Halo series. They've done nothing wrong. They're the masterful reclaimers. Yep. Who managed to fuck everything up? Well, all right. Moving so this, on. So this spoiler cast is about Fallout Three, a game that came out seven, eight years ago. Now, long ago, in the ancient mists of time, a company um, called Bethesda. One, one of our one of our favorites. Evil. One of our favorites, or at least, I would assume yours, Tristan, too, but I know mine and Patrick's one of our favorite games of last generation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, we actually had another spoiler cast on that one uh, where we talked a little bit Anticlimactic about... Anticlimactic ending and all. Yeah. Yep. I'm honestly not sure if I like 3 or New Vegas better, and yeah. I know that puts me in a weird demographic. It but... does. It does. So we're going to talk about Fallout 3 in depth today, but I think, uh, Tristan, you wanted to go into a little bit of a let's, retrospective. Let's start at the beginning. Like a mini-spective on... So, Fallout 1 and Fallout 2. In the two. beginning, so, there was nothing. And then the Big Bang happened. Then there were some dinosaurs. Then a meteor. Then nothing really happened for a few million years. Uh, well, you're skipping the part with Ray Romano and Dennis Leary. 
Yeah, but they came back later only to not have it be a big deal, so I think it's okay to skip it. And then Fallout 1 came out. Yeah. So we're going to set our way, way back machines to 1997. A little 11-year-old Tristan being like, what games can I play on my Mac? Because that's what I grew up with, and that's why I still use them today. And then lo and behold, this game comes out called Fallout. And I remember getting a demo of it. Oh my god, where the hell did I get this demo of it? It was on a Mac Addict disc way back in the day. That's right. And just be and just instantly falling in love with this universe. Which is odd when you consider I'm an 11-year-old at this point in time. And it's a grim, dark fucking universe. Yeah, but it's always been sort of satirical and a little bit more... Dude, the first game, opening cinematic, has Steel Rangers shooting unarmed civilians. <laughs> Dan, what did we tell you about farting all over the mic? <laughs> Those are my steampunk sound effects I've created for our Fallout spoiler cast. <clears throat> um, so, Fallout 1 and Fallout 2. For... For all the youngins out there who have only played three New Vegas and now four. And Shelter. And Shelter. And Shelter is actually really fun. And there's no paywall, which is amazing. Having fun over there, are we, Dan? <laughs> um, Dan just has to break his snowball. Just like he did his Yeti. Ew. Anyways. Um, so, the, so the first two Fallout games are isometric turn-based RPGs. Right, I knew that, but that's that's back. where my knowledge ends on yep. Fallout One and Two. Um, and they were actually originally going to use the GURPS system, which is the generic generic universe roleplay system, I believe is the full acronym. Um, to those playing the home game, what does that mean? So GURPS is a it's a very very like it's a RPG system with a very long history to it and the idea was that it's a role playing game system design, originally de- designed for tabletop that could be adapted to anything like you can use GURPS to build any sort of game or campaign you want um, and so originally Fallout was going to use that system uh, I think they got like part way through development when I forget who the original owners were. I know Steve Jackson Games now owns GURPS. I forget who the original owners were. Uh, you can own a generic system, right? Because it's still a copyrighted game rule set. Interesting. But the idea is that it, because it's a generic system, you can use it in any setting. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, you know what? I think that's when Steve Jackson bought GURPS. I think that's what happened. Is that I think Steve Jackson Games bought GURPS from the original manufacturer, the original owner. Can somebody get this man a Wikipedia article? <laughs> I don't have any of my devices. My phone is locked in my Pip Boy. Um, um, that he definitely didn't kill anybody to get. Yes, actually, no one had to be murdered for my Pip Boy. Um. Yet. Basically, something happened. And they had to drop GURPS, which is what led them to create the special system, which has gone forward from there. The first two games both take place on the West Coast, 
Um, so the first Fallout game has you in, I believe it's Fallout 13, like early, like yep. way early on. Um, and your vault, there's a problem with your vault's uh, water purification system <laughs> that cannot be fixed with what you have on hand. So there's, they have no choice but to send you out into the wasteland to try and find a new water purification chip. So that is the original goal of the first Fallout game, is find find something to repair your vault with, save everyone you know. But... But, well, and you can. It is actually an attainable goal without that actually being the final goal. But it's, it's the first game that sort of drops you into the wasteland and sort of goes, hey, here's a direction to go. And because it's really the first one, there's, it's kind of, it's almost the most open worldy, really. I find that with a lot of old games, Zelda's the same way, of course. Right. Where is the older it's... it was, almost, the, almost not, I don't know if more fun is the right word, but there's just something so magical and interesting and different about not having any. We well, have a goal, but not having any sort of real clear direction <laughs> as to where you have to go to accomplish that goal. Yeah. The other interesting thing is that it's not a you move across the map in real time it's mm-hmm. you find sort of markers and waypoints and you move in their direction like you do now except that you and you unveil the map as you go but it's automated and you can run into like random encounters and stuff on the way so it's kind of like like almost like manual fast travel but stuff happens on the way can happen on the way like you can get jumped by rad roaches or fall into a. I did this bass backwards. Uh, you can get jumped by raiders on the way or fall into a rad scorpion nest or what have you. Is it sounds like almost like a Oregon Trail. Kind of. Yeah. At least in how you move from place to place. Um, and the first direction you're given is is the next closest vault, which is and that kind of starts you on the whole journey of discovery into. Holy crap, these vaults are fucked up. And bad shit happens in vaults. The uh, ultimate kind of conclusion to it is you tracking down the source of the super mutants. And basically what happened is during the uh, during the Great War there was a government experiment to try and make super soldiers. Basically they're like we should try and Captain America up as many people as we can. They created something called the um, Forced Evolutionary Virus, I believe. Yep. Yep. Because you find it in Fallout 3. Oh, because it's fucking everywhere. Um, basically, what happens is in this one vault, this poor schmuck falls into a vat of the shit. <laughs> And mutates into this giant tentacled brain thing called the Master. And be, sort of telepathically controls all of the super mutants. And has them go out and kidnap people to turn them into more super mutants. Because he believes that they are the be- humanity's best chance for survival mm-hmm. in the wasteland. And to be fair... That is a fairly valid point. They get healed by radiation. They 
basically don't age. They are tough as fuck. But they can still get killed by a mini-nuke. Oh, yes. (laughs) A lot of things get killed by mini-nukes. And eventually, that's where you make your way for the final confrontation between you and the Master. And you can beat him through combat, but what was really kind of revolutionary for the time was that if you were smart enough, by which I mean if your character was smart enough, if you had a high enough science skill and you found the notes, like like the development notes, you could actually beat the master by telling him, no, they aren't the best solution because they, because all super mutants are sterile. They can't reproduce on their own. Meaning, if you turn everyone into super mutants... You can't reproduce. You can't reproduce, and eventually everyone dies out. And he goes, oh! Shit! And you can you can stop all this that way. Of course, he then... If I recall correctly, he then goes... If you go that route, he then goes, well, God, he releases every, all those super mutants from the, his telekinetic control... It's like, I'm so sorry, guys. I kind of fucked up here. And I believe they kill him for you. <laughs> um, so the important thing is that all the super mutants you meet after the first game... Aren't they also genderless? I think... Well, because they that was were a big, still people. That's a, But it's a, it's a big argument about Fox. Right. Is that I believe... Becoming a super mutant removes any biological gender you may have had, but anyone who's who was changed after the master was defeated remember usually remembers what they were. So it's it's a mental gender, but not a biological gender. I think in two thousand seventy seven, you have to go with what they identify themselves as. Yeah, twenty first century here, people. Yeah. Mm. Why do I feel like Fallout takes place farther in the future than 2077? Am I wrong? No, 20, it does take for, place further than 2077. Oh, okay. 2077 is when the bombs fell. Oh, whoops. All right. Um, so a few hundred years after that. Damn it, Dan. Yep. <laughs> yep. I, we know 4 takes place 200 years. Because it tells well, you. Well, about 210. So it's about yeah, 2287. Fallout tells you right at the beginning, yeah. Right. Um, the important thing, though, I think is that it's completely unimportant yeah. when it takes place. Mm-hmm. Is that it doesn't matter how long it's been. Mm-hmm. That has no bearing whatsoever on anything that's going on. Right. Except that this shit is still around and still causing problems. Um, at the end of Fallout 1, your character <coughs> goes off into the wasteland with a whole bunch of uh, followers, basically you know the people you've helped along the way. And they f- and find founds his own settlement. Megaton. Just kidding. Which is where Fallout Two takes place. Okay. So in Fallout Two, you are a descendant of the original Fallout One character and his followers, and who've basically left and gone and become tribals. So Two is, I think, the lo- the last one, like chronologically, because it's been. I think by two it's been something like 80 years 
since Fallout 1. Right. Which I think puts it way ahead of anything else. Um, so Fallout 2 has you as a young member of this group of tribals descended from the uh, savior of the wasteland in your own like way out there like you start off the game with fucking spears mm-hmm. like literally like as tribal as you can get um and your goal do so they have tribal it, tattoos this was before those thank merciful crap became a thing um tribal tattoos or it's not a good game chronologically or the game was released before the that became a stupid thing thank god um, but I want the Tatao like in Far Cry 4. Who doesn't? Am I right? And by Anything Far Cry 4, I sharks. of course mean Far Cry 3. Oh. <laughs> <coughs> I'm sorry, I'm choking a little bit here. <coughs> this this spoiler cast is about the to get interesting. This spoiler cast is about to get interesting. <clears throat> um, so the problem with, so in Fallout 2, your tribe has grown beyond what they can accommodate. Okay. So resources are getting scarce. You are sent off with basically some scraps of information left by your ancestor from the first game to find what is called a GECK, a G-E-C-K, a Garden of Eden creation kit. Oh, that okay. And I know that's from Fallout 3 as well. Right. Yep. Okay. So, every, so everything from Fallout 3 has its beginning in the first two games. Okay. That's why I think it's really important people go back and play those at some point. Well, they had them for free on goodoldgames.com a few years ago. Yes. Whether or not I actually successfully downloaded them, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the Gex are these devices that are basically these briefcase-sized, portable, terraforming devices. Wasn't it a lot bigger in Fallout 3, though? That was a super Gex in Fallout 3. All right. Two, it was designed to be something you could pick up and carry (laughs) back with you to... Uh, to your tribe. It was an Oculus Rift for the... What? What are you talking about, Dan? <laughs> I don't know. He hasn't even been drinking. <laughs> I'm the one who's been drinking. Now let's get over the salt, which we'll deal with later. Um, basically, they were designed as a last ditch. So in the event that we totally fuck everything up, and the vaults somehow managed to save a bit of humanity, which they were never designed to do. Except for, well, there were a few that were actually designed to save people. But um, these are sort of the, let's turn the irradiated wasteland back into something people can actually use. As such, they are precious. Because basically using one turns, I forget what how big an irradiated it is. But a sizable chunk of land from irradiated wasteland into, hey, holy crap, you can actually farm here. And there's no more poison. And maybe the sun shines. Didn't something like that happen in Fallout 3 with Oasis, or was that something different? I believe Oasis is the result of a GAC. Interesting. I do remember Oasis. That has all the death claws in it. No. 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 <laughs> That's old only. Oh. <laughs> Death claws. They're terrifying at the beginning of the game. They're terrifying at the end of the game. <laughs> I don't know. I became a Deathclaw hunter. <laughs> I went to old only and I played 
I played Exterminator. <laughs> um, two. Oh, two was so much harder than one. I don't remember two very much. That's fine. Um, I know there's a character from the first two Fallout games that is in Oasis. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the Elder, right? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Or who comes back, or or who ends up going to, or because it's really hard to tell where three takes place. Though we can assume three probably takes place after one. Oh, when? I thought you were saying where. I was like, pretty sure it takes place in Washington, D.C. Well, he did say where. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. It's It's hard to tell. Well, or where in the timeline. Yep. Three takes place. Because it's got to be after one. Because there are super mutants with free will. Yep. Meaning that three has to take place after the events of one and after the master has been defeated. You know, the strange thing about three, though, is that the super mutants have their own free will, but. Besides Fox, they're dumb as bricks. Yes. Because they weren't bred for brains. Uh. Fox oh. Oh, Fox and um, Uncle. Fox. Yeah. They are aberrants. Yep. But there's nothing... The idea is that there's... Is that <coughs> now that the Master isn't, like, basically psychically bludgeoning all of them into, sub- into subservience, there's now nothing preventing... More intelligent super mutants. It's gonna turn into I am Legend in this bitch. Yep. Um, I want to play Fallout now. We'll be playing it shortly. Yep. For oh, the yeah. rest of the night. <laughs> uh, okay, so now we're That's... jumping into Fallout Three. Yeah. Um. So three. AKA the search for Dad. Who's voiced by Liam Neeson. A.K.A. Yes. the reverse of Taken. Yeah. The <laughs> reverse Taken, yeah. That's what they should have called it. Even taken taken was, e- no, it Wait a minute. It wasn't a thing. Oh, Wait a minute. wow. I cannot believe. What? Whole... Yeah, no. Taken wasn't even a, a movie when Fallout 3 no. came out. No. No. I just realized a bizarre parallel. No. Hold on. Use your words. I think I've just noticed a bizarre parallel in plot structure between the Fallout games and the Star Trek movies. Holy crap, I'm a nerd. (laughs) I mean, I always suspected, right? (laughs) Sorry. Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Atherton Wait a minute, guys. I think I'm a nerd. (laughs) I think I'm a nerd now. <laughs> Mr. Hess, the test results are in. I'm sorry, but you're a nerd. Congratulations, Mr. Hess. What is it? Human? Ooh. So, um. Fallout 3 is the only one I've played, and the only one I believe that Patrick's played as well. Oh, no, we played New Vegas. I, I tried a bit of New Vegas. I try, I'll say that as well. I tried New Vegas. I didn't get very far. Yeah, I didn't get out of the first town in New Vegas. For a really stupid, yeah. stupid reason. Because because Fallout 2 deals with the Gek, and StarCraft, and, uh, not StarCraft, holy crap. No, don't I am Starcraft so players. sleepy. Okay. I'm so tired. Because uh, Fallout 2 takes place, Kristen. focuses on the Gek, the Garden of Creation, Garden of Eden Creation Kit, which can turn Barren Wasteland into living, sustainable yep. life force, right? 
And Star Trek II, Wrath of Khan, deals with getting the Genesis weapon, which can turn a planet from whatever a barren wasteland it is into a fully terraformed habitable world. Fallout 3 deals with searching, because it says Fallout 3 is the search for Dad, Star Trek 3 is the search for Spock. Yep. So, and Fallout 4 is the journey home. Huh? Because you're... Oh my god. I think I've just blown my mind a little bit. Hold on. There is actually blood shooting out of his nose. (laughs) There's not even an attractive female around. This... Oh, that means that's an aneurysm. Oh, that's not good. All right, so All right, I'll have to deal with. Yeah, you, on, you, I'll have to deal with this outside of the podcast. Hold on. Yeah, we will. Let's, yeah. Let's, Fallout Three. Fallout Three. Yeah, Fallout Three. Fallout Three. Fallout Three. So again, for Patrick and I, it was pretty much. Was it your favorite? I forget. We can. It was your favorite game of the generation. I think it was my second favorite or something like that. Second or third. Well, I mean, besides Halo Four. Yeah, of course. Who can forget? And. Uh, f- <laughs> That was what we should have done. We should have done the worst games of the generation too. We we we, we still hey, have time. We still have there's, time. There's still a chance. <laughs> there's still a chance. <laughs> we the just problem with that is this generation we'll have enough. The, for that. the problem is we'd end up just doing all shovelware. Yeah. No, no, we could find ones that are controversial. Anyway, like, like Ride to Hell Retribution. Ride to Hell Retribution. Colonial Marines. Yeah. Halo Four. <laughs> well, see, Halo Four doesn't go with those. Because those are just broken messes. Yeah. Halo 4 just raped an entire series. That's all. <laughs> I wasn't listing them in order necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> so Fallout 3, one of our favorites. Um, open world like a... Um, open world. It's like Skyrim with guns. Yeah. Yep. Except there's no terrain-like variation, really. Yeah. Though, I'll say that fallout 3 even though it wasn't varied in terrain like you're in a wasteland i mean you can't really yeah. do much with it. it there was something varied about it they did a really good job of creating set pieces that made it feel very alive and very different no matter where you went even though you're really just looking at pavement that's you know uprooted and dirt and caves or and, the subways and or... the subway systems they did a really good job other than the subways they did a really good job of really differentiating the look of different fallout places three, also known as brown simulator yeah yeah yeah, but even still, it's just there's a lot of personality. It's very, it's one of the most alive worlds. Color palettes, at least of that generation. Color, pal- color palettes never change. <laughs> of that generation is one of the most alive feeling games, which is ironic because it, to me, it was at least. Well, it, it's one of those games where <coughs> your actions have can have serious ramifications that you may never even see. Like I'm not like uh, ten penny. Before you, before you said before you never even see, I was like Megaton. Oh, <laughs> well, like Megaton, like uh, negotiate trying to negotiate between uh, Ten Penny Tower and Ghouls, and because you can totally like set this up and go, cool, I'm just gonna finish the rest of the game and never go back mm-hmm. and uh, see the Ghouls take over. Yep, and murder everybody. Where in Megaton? Ten Penny. Oh, Ten Penny. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. It's you let like, the ghouls in and they kill everybody. After like three days. Yep. Like the, it, it, it's literally like three days of. Wasn't yeah, there like a an option where you let in feral ghouls or something? Yeah. 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 That was an option at Ten Penny. Yeah. And I played the game both good and bad, so I got to see both ends of that, which is pretty pretty neat. 
Um, Fallout 3 also has some of the best dialogue options. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, ever. Just really good quests and characters. Like, every... God damn it, Moira. Stop <laughs> sending me out. All of your quests bite me in the ass. I can't even kill you by blowing up Megaton. Because then you come back as a ghoul. And the quest keeps going. <laughs> It's funny reading the Wasteland Survival Guide afterwards if you lie to her all the time. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And <laughs> and you find people dead in the wasteland with the with the screwed up guide. Yep. Wait, what? Yes. That is awesome. Yeah. Like like I said, actual ramifications. Yep. And they're That's actually they're awesome. actually if you that quest com- ends with you getting one of two different perks. Right. And which one you get is based on how fucked up you make the Wasteland Survival Guide. I forget what the second perk is. I think I made it good, so I don't... I forget what... I think it was just like a pretty basic perk. It was like plus yeah. something percent to something or... Yeah. It wasn't like a cool, it's, it's a, weird... It's a... It's not a very complex perk, but it's a very good like all-around yeah, perk. Yeah, right. That's right. Yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. I mean, I just think in general the quests in that game were really good, really well thought out, interesting. So every side quest you're doing has like a kind of a place and a character. It's not just mindless. Clock ten of this, do this. I need you to kill ten cyber tusks. Yeah. And bring their hides to me. <laughs> what? <laughs> like quests in like every MMO. Yeah. Oh. Which are go here, kill these things, collect ten of their blank, bring it back to me. Everyone had like an air of mystery to it. I remember, like, I can still. I haven't played the game. Honestly, we're doing this spoiler cast, and I have no notes. We're doing this cold. We're doing it cold. I have no notes in front of me. Remember exploring the vaults? Yep. That you didn't need to do, but oh, you yeah. did it anyway. Oh yep. yeah. And be like, yeah. All right, what fucked up thing am I? That's always been a staple of the series. Yep. Is finding a vault? Hell, that's the like the first thing you actually do in Fallout One. Is right. the first thing you like I said the first thing they give you is. Here's the location of the next nearest vault. See if they've got one that they mm-hmm. can spare us. And you go in, and shit has gone bad. Um, the problem I've had is that I felt that the vaults in 3 and New Vegas weren't big enough. Well, a lot of the places were cordoned off by, like, destruction and yeah. right. locked doors. Um, well, because that's one of the things is that with Fallout 1 and 2, because they are they were isometric RPGs, you could have these <coughs> big, sprawling areas. Mm-hmm. Um, I always, yeah, I always felt that in 3 and 4, that the vaults just seemed too small. I actually, like, they're supposed to be I mean, I got, people. I got lost as fuck in, I think, what is it, 87? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I actually like the size of them, though, because they kind of get their point across and then get away. They get their point across, but I still feel like... Or at least being able to see, like, more of the vaults. Mm-hmm. Like, being like, okay, so this is all blocked off. I can't get there, but I can at least see that, yeah, it goes on for, like, another two miles oh, that way. Because, again, these vaults are... Also, at the beginning of three, even, when you're actually in a working vault before shit goes down. Yeah, there's still a lot cordoned off. There's still a lot cordoned off. I remember, the vaults are supposed to hold like a thousand people. Right. Right. But again, because it's not isometric, it's 3D. You have living, moving objects you can interact with. They can only have a few and they had to right. coordinate it off. That makes sense. Yeah, that, that was one of my kind of like 
uh, oh, moments with three new Vegas. I was like, the vaults felt smaller to me than they had in one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not found another vault in four yet, so I do not know how that will. I'm sure. I mean, you just started, though. I mean, oh, I'm sure I'll find one. I'm yeah. sure I will find plenty. I'm really excited, interested to see what like they Dan's do. Dan's house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really exciting that is, stuff. That's something you guys can look forward to in the video, is we're yeah. going to try and find Dan's house. Okay. Sounds like a plan. We've, I've got a whole map, because it came with my Wasteland Survival Guide. So we're going to do our best to try and pinpoint where Dan's house is in real life, and try and extrapolate that into the game world, and loot it to hell if we can. Great. I can't wait. And if it's taken over by sodomites, then it'll be just as it was before the attack. <laughs> yep. Then we'll know nothing has changed. <laughs> Uh, that's another thing that was really cool about the, the, at least these, is that they have these set pieces, and I haven't played much enough of four to see boss and set pieces. I'm sure I, I can already tell you which ones they're going to have. It's going to be like Faneuil Hall and, and, and that sort of area. Fenway you know, Park, by the way, a thing. Oh, Fenway yeah. Park is totally a thing. Yeah. Um, I, I hope it's like some big Raider den. Yeah, that's what I was thinking it was going to be, and I hope it is. No, 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 that would wanna, be Yankee Stadium. No, no, I want to I stand on top the, of the green monster with a shotgun in one hand. <laughs> and just piles of corpses at my feet. Just... I feel I f- I'm king of the mountain. <laughs> Although to be fair, if they've done their research, then Fenway Park's green monster is not going to be standing after a nuclear holocaust. So, <laughs> no, nor is the rest of the park. No. Anyway, <laughs> watch it. Watch there actually be a, a literal green monster in there now. Yeah. Oh, Super yeah. Mutant Behemoth. Be- oh my oh god! Oh my god! Anyway, no more Fallout Four. Fallout no more Fallout Three. Oh no! Not yet. Not yet. Oh no! Um, <laughs> but the Washington D.C. set pieces are ones that anybody can relate to because mm-hmm. I mean anybody for at least maybe from America um, and potentially others. Uh, the the Lincoln Library, mm-hmm. uh, Rivet City. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Well, can I mean, they can have I all say the staples. How much I like Three Dog as a character? Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I love that one of your like best resources in this entire game is a radio DJ. I actually, that's another thing. Like, I hate to always like unlighten the mood, but that's another. That's another thing I love. A, a very specific thing with me is music is obviously extremely important to me, um, as it is I know to Patrick as well. And I don't know how much of an extent it has on your gameplay, but I guarantee you it has an has an effect on our gameplay. And for me, one of the the reasons I think Fallout 3 sticks with me so much is the music and the radio experience um, because I can like hear a song from that game and immediately get taken back to it and it and, and just having that playing while I'm playing through the game and going through whatever it might be I don't want to set <laughs> yeah, yeah. the world on fire that old timey stuff is really goes a long way for uh, for me at least granted I couldn't listen to the radio while I was playing Fallout yeah. because I was always listening for bullshit trying to get the jump on me. Yeah. yeah. Like the time I heard a death claw like stomping after me before I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was a fun thing to turn around and see right in my face. <laughs> Better than turning a corner and running right smack dab into an invisible bear. What the fuck are death claws anyway? Oh my god. Um trying to remember what their actual what their actual original origin story is um 
Because I know they aren't just an irradiated thing that's yep. grown crazy. Unlike, say, the rad roaches, the float flies, the, the rad scorpions. Yagwais. Um, yeah. Those are all normal things that have just gotten irradiated to fuck. Uh, Meyer lurks. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot about Meyer lurks. I fucking hate those things. <laughs> Who wants crab for dinner? Fucking smallest ass crit in the game. Yep. Thank God for bats. Yep. Um, was it you, Dan, that told us about the guy who like turned in the game because he hated the combat and he never once tried the VAT system? It might have been, but I don't think so. <laughs> Somebody I know. Um, what, he was the one that did it, you mean? Yeah, he like he hated the game. He brought it back and he said the combat's awful. And he's like, oh, did you try VATs? I'm like, what the hell's VATs? Well, the combat is terrible. And I can't imagine playing through a game with the combat system either, to be honest. But, I mean, that is a pretty crucial part. Don't they have a tutorial for it? No? Yeah, they do. People are dumb. People yeah. are dumb. Yeah, but the bat system was really was really cool. It's apparently not frozen anymore. Apparently now it's yes. slow, slow-mo now. So things do keep In Fallout moving. 4. Uh, so if something's running into cover, mm-hmm. you can actually see your uh, hit chances change in real time. Oh, great. Well, in slow-mo time. Cool. So you need to kind of be a little quick on the draw with that. Right. Nice. <laughs> in Fallout 3, it freezes the game and allows you to really have a turn-based strategy approach to how you're co- combating. Yeah. You have action points, and it's just... Right. It's cool. That's So w- that's more in line with games 1 and 2. Right. And I think I spent most of my time in that view, like when I was in combat. I don't think I very much often shot. Well, at one point I became... Because you get the Grim... Re- if you get the Grim Reaper sprint perk oh my god you become a god yeah that perk just breaks the game yep and you're just like endless vats endless vats um and then you get the mysterious stranger on top of that and things just break further because he'll show up with his cold 45 and just blow things <laughs> to smithereens and reset everything which is fantastic um but yeah the original the first two fall games were turn-based and on your turn you have a set amount of, of ap of action points and different actions take different amounts of AP. Just like bats. So, like, a heavier weapon takes more AP than, say, using a pistol. And again, I think, I believe it relates to either your, I think it relates to your agility, how many AP you have each turn. Yep. Is it? Is it your agility? Okay. I, yep. think, I, I think, think it's the so. only thing that really makes it, no, you can run faster with agility too, right? Uh, you, Jump you higher. Run, you can run faster. Uh, you're more likely to succeed in, I think, lockpicking? Okay, then. I thought that was perception. Maybe. I think that's perception from the videos that they have at the beginning of Fallout 4 while it's loading the game. Yeah. Um, I know science is how you hack. Yeah, sci- yeah, science. Well, science is a skill, and I think it's tied to intelligence. Intelligence, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, that's, that's the other thing with four. No skills. Right, right. So special is back in Fallout Three, and what did you special guys? Special hasn't changed. How special has right. always been the case. Special, special never changes. Um, special, <laughs> special never changes. How do how do you guys normally play your character when you, or how did you guys play your character when you did Fallout Three? If you remember. I was a, I think it was intelligence, because I think that's that's tied to your uh, energy weapons, right? Yes. Yeah, I was an energy weapons fiend. Yeah. I think I was in my first playthrough, too. I think it was all strength and intelligence, and I was just like a, 
a bruiser, like a warrior class kind of. And I think that in the second playthrough when I was a bad guy, I think I wanted to try to be like a, a silver tongue devil. So I think I um, did everything, you know, in charisma and luck and things like that, which is how I'm playing four now as well. So the way I've always played the games and other things kind of in this vein is I hate coming across a chest or a door I can't pick. Yep. Yeah. Like, like or the, a like, terminal I can't Like have. the first thing that you see in Fallout 4. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, Spoilers. Yeah. So, I usually, so I usually build... Um, so my usual build is average strength, usually kind of average um, endurance, good perception, good intelligence, okay agility, but like slightly better agility... I usually, I'll be honest, I usually take points out of luck. Yep. Because uh, I kind of like the idea of a naturally unlucky character in the Wasteland. All right. Um, <clears throat> back when I, back when there were starting perks that you could do. Yep. That changed stuff around. I usually took, um... I usually took a small frame to get that extra boost of agility. Because mm-hmm. crippled limbs, I can just stim pack them up. Got all stim packs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for my three skills, I almost invariably took uh, lock picking, repair, and small guns. Yep. I almost, I'll be honest, I very rarely used energy weapons. That's all I used. Because they were so rare. Well, see, by the time. By the time I get to the end of Fallout Three, yeah. I've got like three hundred energy cells. Yeah. Well, but right, but bearing bearing in mind that because I take repair, yep, I'm constantly breaking shit down to repair it. Yep. So small guns is I never have to worry about having a working weapon. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, but energy weapons are things. so powerful. <laughs> well, I think it's I think at a certain point I just got like my weapons just didn't degrade as fast I yeah guess. i for mm-hmm. mine didn't either there must have been something in fallout to like bolster them or something like level them up or something there must have been because uh, i remember that too eventually well eventually you find higher tier weapons mm-hmm. and if you actually look into the stats of fallout uh every weapon has a degradation rating mm-hmm. which is based on basically what you can do is you can break it down into from a hundred percent repair status how many full clips it goes through before it breaks higher tier weapons which are what you start getting at higher levels have a just naturally higher ratio of that than lower ones oh, okay uh... because they are more expensive to repair okay i gotcha if uh, you I gotcha. can repair them right there are some weapons you just can't repair i remember those too Think because, the, they're, because they're like unique. Yeah. I think the railroad gun was like that—the one that shoots the railroad, railroad spikes out of it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I had that gun. I like that one. Yep. So, like I said, the, the higher tier weapons just naturally have a better degradation rate. Mm-hmm. And then New Vegas added alternate ammo types. Right. I do remember that. Okay. And alternate ammo types just ruined your weapons faster, but did crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which we'll get to when we actually get into New Vegas. Because that's one of the reasons I really like New Vegas. Let's barely go over New Vegas because I did not like New Vegas. Anywho. <laughs> I just didn't find it as... I think I think okay. for me, Fallout 3 was a... It was actually a pretty bad game. 
um, from a gameplay perspective, was just every, they just did everything else you so right. Shut your whore mouth. <laughs> all right, all right. Like so, the combat itself, the overarching, like just the movement and the combat wasn't very good in Fallout 3. I mean, the bats is good, but like the, the first person stuff and any of that isn't very good. But the game itself, like just all the concepts and quests and environment and everything is so good. So uh, you mean all the normal stuff Bethesda's really good with? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but now in this new one in 4. It's actually fun to play too, so I'm really excited to dig into it more, uh, a little bit more. Fun to play, he says. Salty says I. I haven't uh, gotten far enough there yet, but to get anyway. Um. So on the subject of New Vegas, mm-hmm. so part of the re- so some of the reasons I really really like New Vegas is that first of all it takes you back to the closer to the original setting. Of the first two games. So, like, the, the Rangers, like, the NCR and their Rangers and stuff mm-hmm. are in the first two games. Right. Because, again, those all take place on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I really like the extra added mechanics that New Vegas brought in. Like, the crafting and the recipes and the alternate ammo types and being able to switch stuff out. And I felt it just gave you more options mm-hmm. as a whole. I also like the fact that it's a post-apocalyptic western. Right. Which is u- very unique in its own... Like, I mean, you have you know a lot of like steampunky sort of western stuff, but actually putting one in the future as a post-apocalyptic is, is a rare thing. Right. And I think it nails that sort of western with, with again, the music choices and the setting and the music choices. Yeah. Is that it? Is it is the like, like gunfight at the OK Corral of right. the Fallout universe, and I find that I find that very charming. That it is kind of this its own thing, right? Um, I just thought it was a not as good version of Fallout Three that came after Fallout Three. <laughs> That's my personal opinion, but. Right. Well, because I thought it took what was as opposed to an impersonal opinion. I my thought was that it took what was nice about Fallout Three, and added some more, add some more elements on top of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if we're talking about a delicious, delicious burger, if Fallout Three is a delicious, delicious burger, uh, New Vegas in my mind is a delicious, delicious cheeseburger. Because it's got you got that extra little bit in there. It's got that extra cheese. That extra cheese, and um, so Dan's lactose spicy, intolerant. With a spicy southwestern sauce on top. Yeah. So, to Patrick's point, you're saying I'm gaming lactose intolerant. <laughs> Great. I mean, I didn't get very far in New Vegas because I got I was doing the one of the very first quests, and I screwed something up, and I didn't want to start the whole game over, so I just put it away. <laughs> oh, that's, you just gotta keep going, man. Well, part of being a hero in the wasteland. It was something really stupid, like because you're you have to defend that town against the powder gangers, mm-hmm. and I, I guess I skipped a step, so I couldn't fully prepare against the powder gangers or mm. something like that. Oh, I know exactly which question you're talking about. Yeah, I don't remember anything about that game except for Blackjack's area, like the actual casino area. Mm-hmm. That's all I really remember, and I remember just being bored in the desert. New enemy for the the 3D Fallouts because they weren't in Fallout 3 as far as I remember. 
Nope. Nope, you had Mario Lurks. Yep. I don't believe there were any Mario Lurks in New Vegas because desert. Mm-hmm. Geckos were basically the the desert Mario Lurks. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except they didn't suck and were easy to kill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is always a plus. Also, I believe New Vegas is the first Fallout game where you can get fisted by a robot. I mean... Right. <laughs> I think I think it has... That's something of a something of an inauspicious title to hold. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I always remember. So, when you first do it, it fades to black, fades back in, um, and you are presented with a <laughs> series of dialogue options after the fact, to without a sort of kick off the uh, afterglow, so to speak. I think I think one of the options is something like. I can't believe you broke down after 30 minutes. God damn, I thought you had more in you, machine. <laughs> Wonderful. Do you have any other thoughts on Fallout 3? I'm actually surprisingly pretty... I mean, we haven't really talked about the story, sure. per se. Right. True. Well, because there's an important thing we have to talk about the story here. So, that is the other issue I had with Fallout 3. So, at the end... The end of the ep- oh. at the end of the game, you are presented with a you're presented with a scenario in which you have to go into a very very fatally irradiated area in order to try and save the wasteland. Right. You can go in yourself, in which case you die heroically saving the wasteland, just like your dad. You can be a dick and force the uh, Steel Ranger, your Steel Ranger partner, who's been following you through this for Paladin Lions. Paladin Lions to do it instead, in which case she sacrifices herself nobly for the go of the wasteland. But there's no third option, even if you have Fox in your party, who is completely unharmed by radiation. Yep. In fact, he is perfectly happy bathing in radiation. <laughs> it makes him feel better. It makes him better. And he's not an idiot. He's, if anything, probably smarter than you. I mean, he found the Enclave's fucking uh, headquarters all by himself. Right! So you've got, so you've got a mechanical scientific, scientific task that needs to be done in a heavily irradiated area. Why isn't sending this brilliant super mutant, radiation-proof super mutant in to do it, not an option? Having said that, it really, the code was really personal to you. True. But I assume you have some way of communicating. Yeah. Wait, because wait, you can communicate it outside when you're in there, right? Yeah, but I mean, there's a... I don't know about you, but it's difficult for me to... Like, maybe you wouldn't have had the idea if you had been outside. Yeah, but can't you bring Commander Lyons in there instead? and then? <laughs> yeah, send her inside, but I don't know if she saves the thing. I think she just dies. Hmm. Does she? To the end... In- I know she dies in place of you. I-, I can't remember if she saves it. 
Because you don't know the code until you think about it. True. Oh, right. I think maybe maybe Lions, like, bypasses it or something? Maybe. To the internet! So we watched the video and we found out that... Lions just turns it on. Yeah, so it's... So, really, can't think of any... We can't think of any reason why you shouldn't just be able to send Fox in there to do it. The end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like... It, it She just sort of goes in and turns on the purifier and then dies. Mm-hmm. Or does she? Dun, dun, dun! You have, I'm trying to find that sound effect for the next episode of Hype and Gripe Z. And you have no idea how hard it is to find that fucking music sting without being directed to a crap ton of different virus sites. Yep. Why don't you just... I'll get it for you after. I have it. I've Eventually, I found it today. Oh. Okay. But it was... I would just YouTube to MP3 the, um, the Prairie Dog video. <laughs> and then you got the audio file. Yep. Anyway. But, uh, yeah, because isn't she alive in Broken Steel no matter what you do? Yeah. Well, Broken Steel flips it, the switch suppo- on the ending right because it needs to survive to actually right be able to play through the through the ending yeah i think aren't you meant to do all this before you finish fallout 3 like before you finish the main storyline no there's one that is actual direct sequel the brotherhood of steel that's a direct hmm. that's yep. a direct continuation of the story it, it reset it, it resets the story so it's not a hard ending ah okay right like the the story is you went in and lions dragged you out and then passed out from the radiation. It crammed you full of Radaway. Yep. Which I don't know why Fox didn't do that. It kind of put a strain on our friendship. Well, I mean, I mean, well, <laughs> Fox, you're a bad friend. Well, here, well, here's the thing: is that it is also possible for you to get this far in the game without Fox. Right. Right, but they, you know. if you're an evil enough dick, if you never find right. him. I think there should be a third option if you were a, if you found him and were a high enough karma player that he actually followed you. Yep, for sure. That's what's so baffling about it, really. Uh, so on that note, though, Fallout Three was really one of the first games that introduced DLC in a in a major way. I think too. It's that it's that old. It was one of the first games that really had a lot of DLC going on. I remember it was a big big deal when Operation Anchorage came out, like the the first. DLC and it was just a quick I mean all of them were pretty quick I think Brotherhood of Steel was longish and I think the the one I didn't play but was told to play where you're in like a bayou Point Lookout Point Lookout mm. was also like a little bit longer than some of the other ones but it was a really big deal when those came out because it was like ooh wow content after a game comes out and I'm not sure if that was it was I think it was one of the first it real was, it was big one instances of the first. I yeah. think it was I the still fourth. feel like there was something it was the fourth that's it Operation Anchorage, The Pit, Broken Steel, Point Lookout, oh, right. Mothership yeah. Zeta. Right, but it was one of the We're first. Talk- I'm talking about just one of the first games to have. Fallout 3 was one of the first games to have DLC. I feel like there was something no. before that. Halo 2 had DLC. Oh, map packs. Yeah. Yeah. Goddamn right. map packs. Um, but honestly, I don't think one? Fallout. I don't think Fallout came out that. Warcraft. Long after. Tides of Darkness. Yeah. But like DLC, like not expansion packs. I know Halo is a DLC. Halo Two is DLC, but just like a smaller little 
in the end, yes. what is an expansion pack and what is DLC? Mm. Where does you where does one draw the line? Destiny would have you believe that things are expansion packs. Ooh, we should talk Taken King at some point yeah. because no, because I haven't touched the game in three months. Go away. <laughs> you pulled me back in. I thought I was clean. Are you still playing it? I picked it back up because of Taken King. But you still play it like every now and then. Right now, okay. No, no. I was supposed to finish Metal Gear Solid Five, <laughs> and then Taken King happened. That'll be a good one to talk about when I ever get to finishing that one too. But anyway. <laughs> for now, it's just Fallout Three, the game that came out almost ten years ago. I fell off the Destiny bandwagon hard. <coughs> Do we have any other thoughts or anything like that on Fallout Three, or gonna call it here? Or? I mean, I'm glad they added Broken Steel because the original ending was yeah, a little anticlimactic. Yeah. yeah. I will. I will say I'm getting a little sick and tired of all these surviving AIs in charge of everything. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and it's potentially a little overplayed. I can now. talk. AI in a potentially in a potential throwback then to what you said with the mother, the mother brain thing. I think the computer the at the end of um, what is it? President Eden was that his name? The computer, yeah. John Henry John Eden. Henry Eden. <laughs> well, it's. Well, it's a computer had... program that you can convince not to destroy the world, or right. Well, then I'm just saying you, you had you had President Eden, you had um, Mr. House in New Vegas, yeah. Um, you had the Master in one. It's kind of like, yes, we get it. You like big, controly brains, right? Point Lookout had a brain too, didn't it? I think so. Not to mention then Cyber Dogs. Brains in jars attached to dogs. You need to get Rex a new brain. Woof. Woof. <laughs> Great. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You gave your, your Cyber Dog a new brain. Yes. And now he speaks like Morgan Freeman. Woof. Woof. Yes. How? I don't know. <laughs> because science, that's why. Because science! The, cool. the Freeman Protocol has been engaged. Oh, that's, one, you... that's one we should do. Have we done Half-Life 2? Yes. Of course we have. We must have. Yes. We did? It's been so long. Anyway. Right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Okay, great. <laughs> I'm glad we did that one. Oh, <laughs> we did. I do remember it now. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, there's no way we didn't do Half-Life 2. All right, cool. Well, great. Listen to that one, guys. It's one of the older episodes. If you can find it, if it's still up. It'll be up. At least on the. At least it'll be up on the site, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. may not be up on iTunes anymore, but... Threeheadedboy.com. Yep. Also, this is a great place to announce... Uh, that there is now a new easy way to find our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Just By go to typing in boy. the address. Yeah. <laughs> By searching for it on YouTube. Threeheadedboy.com slash YouTube. We'll take you right to our channel. Isn't, our proper isn't YouTube slash threeheadedboy.com? No, we tried to do that. And right now... Okay, so long story short, basically what it is, is YouTube won't let us have a unique URL as we are right now 
without signing up for Google Plus. Mm-hmm. We can't make a Google Plus page for Three Headed Boy because Google thinks that Dan is the owner and also not the owner simultaneously. And we can't add a new admin or change ownership because Google Stop Plus... Stop it, Tristan. You're killing Dan. I wish... Because Google Plus is completely fucking boring. I just, I just, I just wish that was, this wasn't true. But yeah, the, that's the problem. Everything, everything he's saying is completely and totally it's true. true. Um, so I'm surprised I haven't crashed Google yet Like by trying to like <laughs> just request so uh, this custom trailer problem, so the problem is that we, we've tried fixing this mm-hmm. and it doesn't work yeah like you click on a button to i want to do this and it just takes you back to the same page mm-hmm. yeah so it, it's literally that i know the solution i know what needs to be done to fix this just google plus and youtube are so broken <laughs> that you literally cannot do it so now, our only recourse is to get over 100 subscribers. <laughs> no, no. Se- I think it's 700 subscribers. I think it's just, four- I think it's just 100. I-, I was looking it up. I think it's. I think there's a list Man. of criteria you have to make. We're, we're right on the road for that. <laughs> All right, yeah. everybody, help us out. Go to threeheadedboy.com slash YouTube, which will take you directly to our YouTube page. Please. Subscribe to our channel. Like our videos, comment. Oh, come help on, out as much come as you on, can. Guys. You can spare. You can spare another spot. You on can your spare a square. List. Listen like, to what we're going through right now, fighting fighting the owners of YouTube. Yeah. At their own game. But there there are a list of criteria you have to meet in order to get a uh, custom URL through YouTube without going the route of Google Plus. That's why. So that's why TBA Films has its own. Mm-hmm. Is I just made a Google Plus page myself i haven't put anything on it but because i did that i can get a custom url yeah that's the easy way of doing it subscribe help us out we have cool videos on there anyways check out so it's not like we're gonna be inundating your news feed with like a thousand videos a week yeah oh (laughs) i i just kind of hurt myself a little bit there um well that's what happens when you have three guys doing something for fun that (laughs) live in different parts of the different parts of two different states and have different schedules and oh my god don't do it for a living seriously if oh. figure i out. almost i almost want to make us a patreon and be like if we can get to like 30 grand a month like 30 grand a year in donations i was about to say jesus christ come on now no if we can get to like 30 <laughs> grand a year in donations then i could just go full-time doing work for three-headed boy yeah. and we could put out shit like nobody's business yep um, but that that's the inherent problem is that we need to get famous enough that we can live off of, off of what we're making so that then we can make more but we have to make more to get famous enough that we can make a living off of what we're making alright so you the listener you have to subscribe to our video channel and then give us $30,000 a year on Patreon <laughs> please and thank you each and every one of our six listeners should give $30,000 <laughs> $30, <laughs> a year if you're out there listening and you give $15,000. It only too. takes $30,000 a year. And you too can help a small, <laughs> a small underdeveloped podcast have a chance at a real life. Please think of the podcasters. All right, guys. I think until next time, I think we're good here.
yeah, I think we need to move on to other stuff. Get some stuff going. Great. Uh, until next time, subscribe, like our stuff on YouTube. Check out our site at threeheadedboy.com. I need to write more articles. See you next time. No hitch. Well, I'm a mighty, mighty man. I'm young and I'm in my prime. Yes, I'm a mighty, mighty man. I'm young and I'm in my prime. Well, I don't pick my jobs. I'm ready for any old kind. Yes, I'm a real young man. A brand new 25. Yes, I'm a real young man, a brand new 25. Well, I'm willing, I'm able, I'm frantic, much alive. Well, I'm six feet tall, I ain't no hand-me-down. Yes, I'm six feet tall and I ain't no hand-me-down. Well, I got a gal in town who calls me good rockin' brown. Until the job is done